0: So I'm carrying on our series looking at um, Seeking First the Kingdom and you, you might be sitting here this morning and you're thinking, you know what, I love Jesus but I don't know what it means for me to seek first the kingdom of God. Or you, you might be sitting here this morning and thinking, yeah, I, I'd love to extend the rule and reign of Jesus. I, I, I would love to pray for the sick where I work or have words of encouragement or knowledge for the people around me, but I just don't feel good enough. And I think that maybe one day when I'm maybe more mature or maybe uh, I've grown more in the faith or no more, then I'll be good enough. And uh, then I'll extend the kingdom. You might be a believer here this morning, but is, you're full of doubt and you're thinking, yeah, I know Jesus is the King. I know he's the Lord of Lords, but, but why is the world so messy? Why is there so much evil in the world? If, if Jesus is the King, where is the King and where is his kingdom? And sometimes as Christians, we don't feel we're able to express those kind of doubts because we think we have to be Presenting all the time, yeah we believe, but actually deep down we're thinking where is the king? Where is his kingdom? And so Jesus in Matthew 13 told a story, a parable to help us understand what the kingdom is like and how the kingdom comes and the context in which the kingdom comes. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to tell you the story and I'm going to tell you Jesus' interpretation of that parable when he was asked And then at the end, I'm gonna read you the verses and you can see at the end, did the Bible say that? Jesus said this, I'm gonna tell you a story about what the kingdom is like. And he says, there was once a landowner who asked his employees to sow seed into his field, wheat seed. And then it says, Jesus says, "The, the servants, the workers went to sleep. And while they were asleep, an enemy came into the field as well and scattered seed of weeds in the field. Those weeds in the Bible are called dal. And then when the wheat began to show up, also the weeds began to show up. And it was really hard to work out what's the wheat and what's the weed? What's the wheat and what's the dal? They were looking the same. And the, the land workers said to the landowner, this is really messy. Do you want us to go and dig up all the weeds out of this field so that it's just wheat? And the landowner said, no, let the two grow up together. At harvest time, it will be easy for us to remove the weeds and the dal without damaging the wheat. Let me read actually the explanation. I'll read it again later. Then it says in verse 36 of chapter 13 of Matthew, He left the crowds and went into the house and the disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. That was the way that Jesus referred to himself. The field is the world and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The son of man will send his angels, and they will gather out of the kingdom all causes of sin and lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun, ...in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. And so, in this parable, Jesus provides us with three really important things. He tells us about our purpose on the earth. Why you and I are fundamentally on earth. He gives us a perspective on the world. And finally, he gives us hope about what Jesus is doing in the earth right now the plan of jesus this is how jesus is determined to extend his kingdom and rule across all the nations jesus will do it through his people you and me are the plan of jesus to extend the rule and reign of the king so right now King Jesus is active in the world, and he is sowing seeds, sowing good seeds, sowing sons and daughters of the kingdom into the world. You are central, fundamental, necessary, absolutely crucial to the plan of Jesus in the earth. That's your purpose you're a seed being sown Amen. in the world. Amen. See, Jesus doesn't sow into the earth buildings. Jesus' method is not to build buildings, structures, or programs. He doesn't anoint those things for his purpose. When he wants to change the world, he looks for a man, he looks for a woman, he looks for a child, he looks for a young person. Jesus is sowing people into the field of of the world you were born again for this you're a world changer did anybody ever tell you that you were born on planet earth at this time right now from your family from your nation who you are to change the world that's who you are amen amen see when jesus was on earth Wherever he went, he could say things like, behold, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Wherever Jesus went, the rule, the government, the reign of the kingdom of God was extended. Blind eyes were opened, deaf ears were were unstopped, the lame walked, the the leper was cleansed, the dead were raised, the cripple walked, peace was given, joy was given, hope was given, wherever Jesus went. And then in Matthew 28, he says, all authority has been given to me. All. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them, reminding them what I told you, baptising them in the name of the Father and the name of the Son, and I'm going to be with you to the very end of the age. So wherever the sons of the kingdom go... The rule and reign of Jesus goes. So the church, the church is an agent of the kingdom. So the church is on earth to announce, Behold, the kingdom of God, the rule of Jesus, the reign of Jesus is at hand. Jesus is bringing his rule into the earth. Put up your hand if you know you're a good seed. Let me doubt that you're a good seed? See, Jesus is sowing good seeds in the kingdom. If you are a Christian this morning, you are a good seed. That's your identity. That's who you are. Jesus describes every believer as a good seed. Jesus only uses good seeds. And every believer is in their very identity now because of Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection, has an identity of being a good seed. You are qualified right now to be sown by Jesus into the field of the world. So each good seed is deliberately and personally sown into The world why is that jesus's method so that he has people everywhere so that jesus has people everywhere to bring his rule wherever they live wherever they work wherever they shop whatever bus they get onto whatever family they're part of he's got people across the whole globe And so whatever you do, your job, your career, your family, your home, your hobbies, the university you go to, the school you attend, Jesus has you there as a good seed, a son or daughter of the kingdom to express the heart of the king wherever you are. So there is no sacred and secular divide. Amen. There is no spiritual and non-spiritual. Everything becomes spiritual. Everything becomes an opportunity. And so where is Jesus sowing? He says, I'm sowing them in the field of where? The world. Not not the church. Jesus is sowing good seed in the world. Why? Because he's got his sights set on everything. Yes. See, Jesus' goal is to have people everywhere so he can fill the whole universe with the glory and the wonder and the majesty of King Jesus. Amen. And so the church, though, is still absolutely vital. And what's the role of the church? It's to be a family who get trained and equipped to be sold into the world, to extend the rule of Jesus wherever they are, whatever they do, whatever their career, whatever their situation. That's the role of the church. Jesus gives gifts to the church to equip the saints for works of ministry. And the work of ministry ultimately is to fill the universe with the glory of Jesus. Habakkuk says, the knowledge of the glory of the world, of the Lord, will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. That's the goal of Jesus. He's the king who's sowing seeds into the world. And so when we come on a Sunday we come along to be encouraged and equipped and fortified and and spurred on so that when we leave here we know our identity as being good seed and we bring the rule of Jesus wherever we go. That's the role of church. We come together as brothers and sisters, we come together as family. To be trained and equipped for purpose so that every detail of your life, the things you do, your fun, everything is a way of extending his rule. See, most of the time the church is not gathered. Have you noticed? Most of the time the church is not gathered, most of the time the church is scattered. But it's still the church. It's still the church and we gather to meet with him, be fortified and strengthened and then we're going to lock up this place around one and we'll scatter to bring the kingdom wherever we go. But you might say, I hate my job. I hate my boss. I hate the people I work with. This does not feel meaningful. But God's perspective is this, while you're there, it's okay to look for another job, but while you're there, this is your assignment, to extend my rule in that place, to fill that place with my kingdom, by the way you work, by the attitudes you have, by your actions, by your words. By the prayers that you pray, by the presence that you carry. Maybe you work in the health service and you know you can't um, necessarily pray for the sick, but you can carry such a presence that the sickness can flee just because you're in the room. Amen. There's true stories of hospitals empty just by the presence of believing believers. Act righteously. Demonstrate his presence. Your workplace is fortunate to have you. They're really, really, really blessed to have you because it means, behold, the kingdom is at hand. Amen. He's got you there so that he can extend his reign and rule where you are. So when you go to work, it's not just to earn money, to pay mortgages and rent and to buy food. You're an agent of the kingdom. You're an ambassador of the king. You're on a royal assignment. You've got resources from heaven. You can distribute it. Wisdom, solutions, breakthrough. And finally, you might say, but the world is so messy. It's such an ugly and painful place. If you're saying that Jesus has got people everywhere, where is the king? Where is the kingdom in this context? And in the parable Jesus is saying this, he's not the only one sowing seeds in the field of the world. Jesus says there's an enemy who's at work in the field of the world as well. In the parable it says while they were sleeping. Listen, in the context of this parable, sleep is a good thing. The enemy didn't come, Because they were sleeping. Listen, this is really important because some people teach from that verse the enemy came because they weren't being watchful through the night. No, they were tired because they worked all day, sowing seeds and getting the field ready to plough. An enemy came while they were sleeping but it didn't have anything to do with the fact they weren't being watchful. So in this parable, Jesus is saying as you bring calm, as you bring peace, as you bring hope, As you bring healing, as you prophesy destiny, as you get an opportunity, as you manifest the power of God, the wisdom of God, and the life solutions of God, there's an enemy who's also sowing seeds in the field as well. Jesus is saying that in this age, the good of the kingdom is springing up, and also... There's evil springing up as well as the enemy sows seeds of evil in the world. Jesus is saying both are growing up together, and that's how it is right now in this age. And so, you could be at work and you're bringing, maybe you're bringing, you're bringing a prayer room in a workplace, and as and Christian believers who are coming in. and and yet the kingdom is coming and believers are praying together, but then suddenly someone says, we can't do that, and they bring opposition and criticism and start to point the finger and say, that's not right. Don't be surprised, an enemy has sown a seed. And so what happens sometimes with believers is we don't understand this parable, and so we get completely distracted by the reality that there's good seed growing and there's also bad seed growing. And Jesus is saying, don't be distracted. These two things are growing up together. For example, you're working to promote uh, racial justice and you're bringing that kingdom revelation of equality between the peoples and the nations. And you're bringing harmony wherever you go But also in the soil, there's an enemy sowing seeds of nationalism and hatred and racism. It's springing up in the soil too. Or you're bringing peace to young people so that there isn't knife crime. And you're beginning to see people um, learning a new way to handle their identity. But then you hear in another area, knife crime breaks out. There's an enemy at work in the field of the world too. A church, and this is a true story, a church loving its community and loving the poor in its area and doing a great work. And then war breaks out and the whole church is scattered by war. So they all rush away and there's only a remnant left. So what does that church do? Okay, an enemy has sown seed, but that church begins to build a water pump to supply water to people in its community. It begins to love their own people, but also love the enemy, as it were, in that war situation as well. A church is seeing, I heard this story. A guy was talking to a man who leads a, a, a move of a, ch- a bunch of churches in, an, in a place in the world where Christians are not really meant to be. And he said on this call, he said, 38 people left my church. 38 leaders left the church. And the, in, the, the guy on the call, a western thinker, thought, oh, well, there must have been some disunity or an argument around doctrine. He said, no, 38 leaders have just been martyred. Christians are the most martyred people group on the planet. So... They're doing a great work and men and women are coming to Christ and the kingdom is coming. But also there's an enemy at work. 38 people executed for their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Like we as a church, enjoying the manifest presence, enjoying God, gathering together. Suddenly COVID breaks out and we're forced online and we can't be together for almost 18 months. So the good of the kingdom is coming. But there's also uh, the enemy is sowing seeds as well. And this is the mystery of this verse that Jesus is saying don't pull up the weeds, leave it. If we don't understand that that's the way the kingdom comes, that, that there is progress and breakthrough, but there's also setback and pain. In China, great announcements of Jesus and the kingdom of God, but also believers who were imprisoned for 25 years for their faith in Christ. See, if we don't understand that it comes with both progress and setback, good and evil, we can become distracted or discouraged or overwhelmed with disappointment or overwhelmed with disillusionment. Or depressed and distressed. And we can become fixated upon what's the enemy doing and distracted instead of shining where we are and being faithful where we are. And Jesus is saying in these verses take a long term view of everything, take a long term view. Don't lose heart. Don't quit. Don't give up seeking the rule of Jesus where you are. And you say, but they, they won't listen. No one in my workplace is interesting. Just keep being faithful. Keep loving people. Keep, keep being kind. Answer the questions that they're asking. Keep being generous. Take a long term view. And in this parable, Jesus is saying it all works out in the end. Right now, be patient. Right now, be patient. Whatever is happening, seek first the kingdom. So when we were put on Zoom because of we weren't able to meet, yeah. we still sought the kingdom and non-believers, non-churched people, found it easier to come on Zoom and have their camera off and encounter the peace and love and joy of God in a way that they might not have done or hadn't been able to when we were meeting in person. We kept seeking the kingdom. It may not always look good right now, wheat and weeds growing up together, but Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. And he will bring complete order, peace, and justice and clarity Sons and daughters of the kingdom, don't get distracted by the weeds. Don't get distracted by the weeds. Live now in the light of eternity. There mustn't be temporal people. You need to live now in the light of how it all ends when the Lord of the harvest works it all out. One day, you and I are going to shine like the noonday sun. That's how bright and how glorious we are. And in this age we go from glory to glory to glory. At the harvest it will be sorted out. That's the wonderful wonderful hope we have. The complete, full expression of the kingdom of our amazing and glorious Father. So I'm going to read you the parable and the interpretation. Matthew 13, 24. He put another parable before them saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, Did you not sow good seed in the field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? He said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. It's an interesting thing in in being distracted and maybe fighting what the enemy does. We actually can hamper the movement of the kingdom. And he said, no, lest in gathering the weeds, you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow up together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. in the explanation. Then he said, then he left the crowds and went into the house and the disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, the one who sows the good seed, you and I, believer, good seed and the, is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the, are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, So it will be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. going to wait on the Holy Spirit, because this is really important. Jesus says, if you, let, he who has ears, let him hear. In other words, did you hear it? Uh, do you believe him? Are you going to begin to adjust your whole life in line with what Jesus the King is doing? Lord Jesus we thank you that you have your eye on the whole earth every place every region, every village every workplace, every school every hospital, every doctor's surgery, everywhere we go and thank you that in Christ we're being qualified to extend the rule and the reign of Jesus and you're going to extend it by being you And you're going to extend the rule and reign of Jesus by doing the very things that often you love to do and you find so easy and natural to do. You're going to extend it with your personality, with the gifting that you've received, with the things that you're passionate about in your workplace, the way you love people, the way you're attentive, the way you remember people's names and remember the coffee that they like. People are going to feel seen and known and loved by the most simplest act that's done in faith to extend the rule of Jesus. By the way you are in the hospital, the way you listen to people and the way you're patient towards them when they're in the most difficult situation, the kingdom's coming. The way you are as a teacher and the way that you look at the children and you believe that you're there to lift them up to their purpose and destiny, that they might know who they are and the hope that they've got that everything we do can extend the kingdom of God. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you would just give such a recommissioning sense of purpose this morning that we're on earth for the glory of the Lord Jesus. That you would apprentice us, Jesus, and that you would teach us what it is to extend your rule wherever we go. And Lord Jesus, I pray for freedom from any discouragement, any disillusionment, any distress, or any overwhelming unbelief because you look at the way things are. And so often, what distresses you most about the way the world is, is actually a commissioning from the Lord Jesus to be an agent of change to that thing whether it's you're distressed by poverty or ho- homelessness, or you're distressed by m- the mental health crisis in our society. Or, I'm going to prophesy over you, Mandela, that you, your art, your writing, is a vehicle for the kingdom. Yeah. And uh, that's your... D- you love it, you find it easy, and that's good because that's how you're going to extend the kingdom. Yeah. And people are going to write... Uh, read. Your, your your words and they're going to listen to your music and they're going to have an encounter with the king because it was written and crafted in the presence of God and he's going to take those things and he's going to speak to a generation that, that I want to ask you for his work to speak to a generation and extend the rule and reign of Jesus to them through through spoken word through poetry, through music in your name Jesus Amen. with this thought: just in your time with God even this week invite Holy Spirit to to give you a glimpse of how he sees you and the purpose of your life even before you start the day bring before him your commute and bring before him the people you always see at the bus stop bring before God the the routine and the rhythm of your week and the people you're going to come in contact with bring the, the, the different aspects and ask him to ignite those things as means of the kingdom. That it's not a work for you to do, because sometimes we, we come away from these things thinking, I'm oh, right, I'm gonna grip my teeth, I'm gonna do really hard. Now the kingdom is something he first brings in us, and then he brings through us. It's actually a work of the spirit. And it's based on the foundation that your identity is already that you're a righteous son of the king and that you're a good seed. So he qualifies as you right at the beginning yeah. And then he works in you and then through you to extend his rule everywhere you go. I'm going to pray for those who can, because your workplace allows you. Holy Spirit, give prompts and thoughts that we are attentive to and listen to. Let us hear the needs of the people around us like never before. And be alert to the things that people say, the the pain that they're in, and the distress that they carry, or the solutions that they need. And then bring the things you overhear back to God... And then then ask him, is there anything that I can do to bring your rule and reign into that? Amen. 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 So we're going to finish there?